thank you for welcoming us into your ears. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> um, you're listening to It's a Shame, It's a Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast about getting shame right on out of here. Telling it to fuck right off. Mm-hmm. Telling it it can let the door hit it on the way out. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean we can't talk about it, but then, you know, it can't rule our lives anymore no and we are dismantling the stigma of shame one episode at a time yes so i'm lily rogers and i'm danielle nelson and uh hey thanks for being here yeah if it's your first time welcome (laughs) if you're coming back awesome (laughs) why no i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah glutton for punishment Uh, um we are uh in very good mood tonight Oh, I'm speaking for you on my <laughs> behalf. Um, we're, we're preparing for vacation, mm-hmm. and I am very ready. Yes, same. Yeah, and we're riding the rails. Yeah, we're taking the train to the Los Angeles. Yeah, um, we're gonna see some comedy, and we're gonna eat some delicious food, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go to. The happiest place on earth. My favorite place. (laughs) And I am not a huge Disneyland fan. I've had some, yeah, Disneyland. I'm like, take it or leave it. But, you know, I'm excited because I think I'm going to have a really good time this time. I think you will too. No, I think I'm going to have a delightful time. I think I'm in the headspace to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and and I'm just like, it's there's no stress. It's just like a little bit of... Like, this is going to be a good time, and I want to ride rides, and yeah. And it's helpful to go with people who genuinely love it, because hopefully a little bit of that will rub off. I think so. I think it already has, or I wouldn't be going. It's true. (laughs) Fair point. Yeah, so I I am pumped. Yeah, plus, you know, there's lots of weird good food to eat. Yeah, you mean at Disneyland? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like the Dole Whip? Yeah, like Dole Whip. People love that motherfucking Dole Whip. Yep, and the churros. And the corn dogs. Mm. I'm not a turkey leg person, but there's always that if you want it. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Mm. It'll be good. And those are like street vendors, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you just meander around. I remember the last time I went, the person that I went with, we had um, lunch, and I remember paying something insane for a slice of pizza. Mm. And it was not very good. Oh, yeah. It's, it's- but we went to like the food court-ish area or like some kind of not a food court but there was like a place that we went and it was pizza i just remember we had pizza oh okay well so. i don't think i've had pizza at disneyland but yeah i don't know i i like to just kind of snack all day i don't mm-hmm. really like to sit at any of the cafes where like the kids are gonna be or yeah. like the mary poppins cafe or any of that stuff um not really my thing but you can get plenty to eat just walking around. Yeah, I'm not. And the weird thing is I'm not, like, I, the food is something I would never even think about. Yeah. Like, I'm most excited about, like, exper- experiential rides. Oh, yeah. And kind of, like, um, they're the best. We're going with a friend who once worked for Disney, and I think that that is going to be very interesting to get some, like, factoids and information and stories. Definitely. And kind of some, like, maybe behind-the-scenes cool shit. Um, yeah, I, this is going to be my first time, like, as a group using the app, like, all, like, syncing up our fast passes together and stuff. Yeah, so and I don't even fun. know what that means, so <laughs> that's also going to be fun. And here's what's really funny. T- tonight's episode is about, um, we're talking regret, and let me tell you something, folks. Uh, I bought, or I thought I bought, Lily, a gift. This all started because oh I bought God. you a gift card to right. Disney for your birthday. right. And then Lily, being a true best friend in every sense, was like, I'd love for you to go with me, but you don't have to. <laughs> and I was just like, God damn it, you know I'm going to go. Um, plus, you know, I, I hate to miss out on anything. So um, so I was like, yeah, we'll use your gift card. And then she's like, you know, I can't find it. So before we started recording, I've been like digging in every email possible and looking over bank accounts. And I don't think I ever bought it for you. So <laughs> just even more I'm, awesome that we like planned a trip around a non-existent Disney ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. I'll just buy it for you when you get there. Happy birthday. Uh, thanks. Well, and it'll be like way closer to your birthday. In fact, it'll be the day before. So that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. Um, I'll just disclose this on the air. Um 
I do plan on doing a little micro dosing on mushrooms. Oh. Yeah. It's been offered um, mm-hmm. by some people who will be in attendance. Yeah. Um, and in in my experience, um, micro dosing is kind of fun. It just puts like a little glitter sparkle on everything. Mm-hmm. And so I may do that. I may not. I may play it by ear. But I do think uh, in the past I've gotten like giggly, happy, yeah, curious vibes when I do that because it's just um, it's not like it's not like a, a true like mushroom trip like no. you're not hallucinating and you're not so it's just it's like a mood enhancer almost yeah which much. Um, Disneyland I think is supposed to just be naturally so I don't even it know it does if that for me naturally but yeah um, but it it might you know I think I should go in without it because maybe this is the year that I really learn about the magic of <laughs> Christmas. I mean, Disneyland. <laughs> I don't know, but I have an incredible ability to put blinders on to lots of things. So mm. like when I'm in my zone, in like Disneyland, I'm just, just like in general, in public situations. Mm. And by that, I mean like ignoring the mass quantities of children and like people in the way and stuff Mm -hmm. like I can just kind of like tunnel vision and focus on the stuff that I love about it and like listen to the music and like get into all the bright colors and then I think another thing about it which would be excellent for microdosing because colors are you know just that much brighter and all the lights and stuff but another thing about it too is just that um I love being at a place that appreciates aesthetic and attention to detail as much as I do. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I just love and appreciate about it. Like, it's so it's clean so and so thought out. And, like, the way that people kind of are designed to move around the park. And, it's, like, well-engineered. Yeah. And then also it's just, like, the cast members are really great. Oh, God. Friendly. I forgot about the whole, like, cast yeah. members. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, like, um, terribly afraid of anything, like, in mascot outfits. Like, Mm -hmm. if, like, a sports mascot comes near me. Mm -hmm. My sister and I both have this be, like, shut down. Yeah. Um, So, I don't love the masked Disney characters. Like, I don't want to interact with Mickey or, like, Donald or anything. But it's kind of cool seeing, like, Mary Poppins around the park Mm -hmm. or, like, some of the princesses. Snow White or something. Yeah. It's fun to see that. And it's fun to see, like, little girls and, and boys get, like, really, like, excited and like, oh look, there they are. Yeah, it's cute. Um, when we, yeah, in the past, like my nieces um, have gone, and they just lose their minds mm-hmm. over like Frozen characters, right. and, and there's like video of like them like crying, meeting. You know what I mean? Just like in <laughs> tears that they got to meet Elsa. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think you're right. There is like that, that kind of like special magic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the magic of Disney is that what they call it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so no, that'll be fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to being on the train. Yeah. I think that that's going to be a good time. Um, you know, we've talked, I feel like we've talked about the train to LA on this podcast that it should just be called like the train to LA podcast. (laughs) podcast. Um, because I, that's just what we talk about, but, um, in, but in, in, in fashion that follows all of that talk, I am excited about riding the train. Yeah, me too. I think it's just always a good time. Um, and just not driving. Yeah, not driving. I would go to LA way more often if we didn't have to drive there. That's why we're going again because we yes. were like, yeah. So we're, yeah. And then we're having dinner. Um, this is super exciting at uh, the Dresden. Yes. And it looks very, very and on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's your birthday. Day. Yeah. And so Jamie's like, I think we're gonna see celebrities. Oh god. It's like, <laughs> okay, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, we got a reservation. So yeah, it's gonna be a good trip. Yeah, I'm excited. I am too. Plus it's nice just to get away for a little while. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um <sighs> So, brand new information. Yeah, do you have some brand new information? I have brand new information. I actually had um some time to read today and this is like it's not truly brand new information to me but it's brand new information in the sense that like I just read it and I was like we should talk about this on the podcast even if just briefly okay um so there are certain kinds of mental health disorders in the DSM the the di- di- diagnostic and statistical manual that um are called somatic disorders and what that essentially means is that people think that they have a health condition sometimes they really do believe they have a health condition and it impairs their daily life they have a lot of anxiety about it and they go to like um specialist tests are done nobody can find anything and sometimes that just 
falls into like a mental health category. Sometimes like it's it's surrounding like a traumatic event is when they have the onset of this like mm. somatic, you know, situation. And then there's also like um, conversion disorder, which is like where they'll actually believe like part of their body is paralyzed. Oh God. And I've seen people in the hospital who like actually believe it, but like so many tests are run and like they don't find anything. So anyway, hmm. I'm reading about this today. I'm fascinated by it. And um, the in the studies that they've done with so, the somatic one, which is like the one where um, you really believe something is like physically wrong with you, and it's usually like it's commonly manifested as pain. Hmm. It's overwhelmingly more present in women than men. Hmm. And I thought that was just so interesting. Yeah. And then um, the, all these articles immediately started linking to things like fibromyalgia yeah. and all of these things that like they've given names to for women who experience like chronic pain, like following some kind of trauma or not. Um, but it's just very interesting. Hmm. So how does this differ from like something like hypochondria? Mm. This sipping my whiskey over here. <laughs> they used to call it hypochondria. There's a new name for it now. I think it's like um, something illness, but essentially there is a diagnosis for hypochondria and it's just somebody who's like functioning is impaired by either like the belief that they have something or that they're going to get something. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's like that, that's in the realm of like, I ha I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I have it already or, um, I'm going to get it like mm -hmm. a preoccupation with it. With the somatic disorder, they genuinely believe they have it and they experience physical symptoms how strange isn't that interesting and so like how i mean i know that a lot of people and a lot of women get really frustrated because they kind of get told that like it's all in their head yeah yeah so how would you say that doctors could go about treating something like this without using that sort of like posturing of it's just in your head you know and i i'm troubled by after reading it i'm actually troubled by the somatic disorder because i feel like it, it was no coincidence to me that as soon as i started reading about it and as it relates to women and how it's overwhelmingly more reported in women than men mm. certain things like fibromyalgia start coming up and i'm like I just really honestly think, and as someone with MS who, you know, has been told like that when, if I were to get pregnant, um, because of the hormones, I would go into complete remission and I'm like, okay, well then it's clearly related to hormones. And I'm like, and it's overwhelmingly one of those things more present in women. Mm. And so all of this to say, like, we just don't know enough about women's health mm -hmm. and it's infuriating. Yeah. And so like when I see something and I, I want to call it somatic disorder, I feel, especially if it's in a female client, that it is so dismissive. Right. Because it's like, that's telling someone it's all in your head. Yeah. And even if it is, and it's following a traumatic event and that's how they're coping with it, it's, there's a weird stigma about it where we're not, we're still not really addressing the problem right. that that's how trauma can manifest in mm. a way that it produces physical pain. But then you think like, well, people get stressed and their fucking hair falls out and their heart right, starts. Right. Like, it can affect you. Right. So, so like, would you say you have to start looking at it for more? Well, first of all, it deserves more research. And secondly, like, you have to start looking at it as, like, no, this is something that needs treatment. Yes. It's just a different kind of treatment than maybe, like, going to, like, a physical yeah. Therapist. And so that was what was interesting to me is like, because as a mental health clinician, like I was, I read about it and then I was like, well, what are the most successful interventions for this? Like what works? Mm. And so I was just kind of reading about it and it was kind of, you know, a lot of the same old recommendations for like cognitive behavioral therapy, which works really well for a lot of people. But it just, it, it seemed to me like when I was reading the, like the criteria for the diagnosis, I was like, this is bigger. This is something bigger, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, it's like my, it's one of the hills I always want to die on is like that women's health is so underexplored and it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. That there are so many things like they're like, we just don't know. And I'm yeah. like, well, let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Or that like they used to just, well, still do. Let's be honest. Um, sort of say like, oh, we, we know these truths about women that they're mm -hmm. just like emotional and hysterical and it must be tied all to their uterus and vagina. Right. And like, yeah. And the fact that they bleed and like, that's what it is. And let's like 
just treat that area because yeah. we just know that they're crazy anyway, right? Well, it gets dismissed, just like the whole MS thing with the hormones. It's like this whole ball of yarn. They just throw the whole thing out the window and they say like, oh, we know it's related to hormones. You know, lady times. Right. But then it's like, well, no, has who's really looking scientifically? And I'm asking because I don't really know the answer. But like, who's really looking scientifically like and doing studies about women and hormones as it relates to things like uh, immune, like your immune system right. and like any kind of like immuno, you know, therapy or disorder. Like I'm just, I'm fascinated mm. by all of it. No, that is fascinating. But when I was reading about it and it was like, it's overwhelmingly women, I was like, mm-hmm. well, this is overwhelmingly just a way to be like, it's in your head, yeah. you know? And it was just kind of frustrating. Yeah. Huh. Wow. So. Brand new information. Brand new information. That was brand new information to me for sure. Yeah. Um, mine is completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> and um, it's like kind of funny and kind of crazy. So actually a coworker sent this to me because we were just talking about cults like mm-hmm. you do. And um, did you know that San Diego has its very own cult? No. We probably have more than one, but this is the only one that I know about. And it's not... They probably wouldn't even call themselves a cult. They would probably call themselves the uh, um, Obesians. or like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just from OB, man. Uh, no, maybe like a spiritual group or something. But they're called. Okay, I have this open because I, I can never remember. Um, they're called Unarius. 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 It stands for Universal Articulate Interdimensional Understanding of Science. Okay, well that's already too much. Yeah. But it was founded by these people in 1954, and the reason why I got so fascinated and interested in it is just because of the pictures of the woman. Um, her name was Edna, but then she ended up renaming herself Uriel. Like you do. Like you do. But uh, her, yeah, her name was Ruth, and <laughs> now it's Uriel. Oh, no, she's dead. Um, <laughs> but like this- Rest the, in peace, The Uriel. whole thing was like, uh, you know, like- uh, communicating with the cosmos and with aliens and like all mm. of that fun, delightful stuff. But it was also a lot of like uh, exploring. So the science piece was just like a fun word they yeah. threw on the end. I mean, aliens, science, science, in quotes. <laughs> space, science, science, space, space force. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they would do these things. And it was a lot of like past life stuff too, or oh, like um, okay. unpacking like trauma from your youth and stuff. Oh, God. And so she would do these like crazy. I'm gonna use not use the word crazy. She would do these workshops but they were all filmed and it was basically just like an improv class but they would be oh. like doing like a past life regression thing with them or like so they were just doing trauma. like role play but it was basically just improv but they oh my filmed God. a lot of this stuff i think they're still around and they might still do this but the thing that oh, is amazing Lord. is that somebody i think is making a documentary about it and i cannot wait because her outfits are glorious and i love her Okay. Um, look, can I? I, I want to show you, and then we will put them up on. Oh, on our blog. Sweet, but look, sweet divinity. I mean, she's wearing at this point like a purple cloak and a silver star crown, and she's got a big purplish pink wig on. And she's also she's she has a, a fucking scepter. yeah, and and I don't know if that's a wig, but it it must be. It yeah. certainly must be. In this one, she's wearing like a very shiny gold dress and a big rainbow cape. Um. She um, is yeah. Mardi Gras goals. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I was like, she would make an excellent costume. I don't know if that's disrespectful to this, you know, religious group or whatever. I don't know. But Uriel seems like she's ripe for costume. I mean, right? Look at her. Wow, she's look at that amazing. planet vibe. Yeah, so anyway. All right, we should, you know what? Her fashion choices are so good, I might be willing to forgive some of the quote-unquote science. I know, right? But then also I was like, okay, as far as cults go, if this is indeed a cult, at least it's really harmless. They seem to be like stick to themselves and just like sure. they're not sacrificing children or, you know, it's not run by a man who's like making them all be his wife or whatever. And they're and, not trying to push real science out of schools. No, they're just like looking at themselves and being like, what happened in my life that I need to like heal with some cosmic energy? And also a costume. <laughs> and like, costumes. Yeah, like yeah. what happened in my life that I could turn into a fun costume but i just love that they're like chilling out in el cajon and i'm like oh they're in el cajon yeah and there's like a center that you can visit and stuff um well we have weekend plans (laughs) not this weekend but next weekend i know right what is her name your uriel uriel was it's her was it edna ruth uriel yeah uriel was her name and it was edna and then um 
Yeah. I think I'm going to call her Ruth Edna Uriel. <laughs> Ruth Edna Uriel. It was Ruth. Right? Oh, oh, and, and not only that, she changed it to Archangel Uriel. Oh, Uriel wasn't enough. Yeah, no. Archangel Uriel. Yes, it was Ruth, Ruth Edna Uriel. Archangel no. Uriel is like a funkadelic song, like, like a space funk song. Yes, 100%. So, oh yeah, oh, the... Unarius Academy of Science Center is in downtown El Cajon. Well, I know what I'm doing when we get back. I'm not kidding, by the yeah, way. No, I like, really think we she should is go. Goals. She like, has goals. She's so goals. And that's why I can't wait to see some of the videos. And like, I really want this documentary to come out because just her outfits alone. I just got so much costume inspiration from her. From like, I kind like of want to make a vision board. <laughs> Of her. All right. Like, I feel like she is me and I am her. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start wearing colored wigs and then, like, really glittery things as I age. And people will be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I'll be like, I have somatic disorder. Fuck off. You don't know my life. So for our listeners, if you just, I would highly recommend looking her up. We'll try to put some pictures on the blog. But um, we always say that and we never do. Um, but maybe we will. Yes. Maybe we will. But uh, just if you're curious, she's got so Strong Dame Edna vibes. Yes. Probably why I keep saying Edna instead of Ruth. Oh, yes. She does have some Dame Edna about her. Mm -hmm. That hair is glorious. It's very glorious. Those are wigs. The first photo, I was like, I don't know if that. And then I saw the second and third and fourth. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. uh, Archangel Uriel likes wigs. I wonder where they keep her collection. Oh, God. Maybe it's in the museum. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe. Oh, my God. Do you think some of her clothes are there? Probably. Sweet yeah. Jesus. Thank you for finding this. Yeah. Well, I'll thank my coworker. Um, okay. But Please yes. do. Yeah. This, is, this is some good. I know. It's pretty Well, great. you know, this is what makes life worth living is you find out things like this are out there and yeah. you realize there's even more stuff you haven't explored. Right. That, right in your backyard. Right in your own backyard <laughs> of El Cajon. Of El Cajon. Um, well, that was a really good brand new information. Yeah, I was super excited about it. I was like, this is just a gem. And remind me of their name. The, it's a, Damn it. Sorry, I keep sorry. having you open your laptop. Because I, I keep forgetting it. It's Unarius. Well, well, yeah. Oh, I wonder why it's it's so easy to remember. Unarius. Unarius. Universal Articulate Interdimensional Understanding of Science. What do you mean that's difficult to remember? <laughs> it's fucking difficult to say. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, Unarius. Um. Unarius, we no hate, only love. And uh, rest in peace, Archangel Uriel. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Rest in power, bitch. I've seen those outfits. Uh uh Do you want to talk about regret? (laughs) Sure, let's talk about regret. (laughs) Let's go from something really fun to something so troubling. I know. I was thinking about it today, and I was like, oh, God, where do I even begin? I know. Um, Well, there are so many different types of regret. There really are. And that's why I was wondering. I was like, oh, should we, like... Categorize them? Yeah, categorize Create a diagram. Just start going. I think we should just start going. I mean, that's what we normally do, and it's only marginally successful, so let's (laughs) keep doing that. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, I guess... Um, to get inspired, I listened to the Fiona Apple song, Regret. Oh, love that song. On the Way Home. Yeah. Oh, it's so Damn, biting. Damn, that's a good one. It's so biting. I and love that song. And it really encapsulates regret because it, you know, it really dives into like both sides of the, the coin. Um, but anyway, so when I started thinking about that and I was listening to the song because I was like, okay, what do I really want to talk about when I talk about regret? Mm. And I kept thinking of that stupid fucking quote, like, you only regret like 100% of the chances you don't take or oh, whatever. God. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though like it, that is helpful in making a decision about like taking risks, like that kind of mentality. Yeah. But like, like you only regret the risk you didn't take or something like that. Um, so I would like to, are you going to say, go ahead. No, no, no. So on the note of that quote and that spirit, mm. are there risks that, you've taken that you regretted so I started thinking like are there risks like that I've taken I'm not a really um risk leaning person I'm not either I'm much more I like to say if not in my comfort zone at least in a zone that I can plan Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. um some call that control issues um (laughs) but 
Yeah, because I think just because of like my um, extreme unchecked anxiety mm -hmm. my whole life, um, I tend to really plan out my life. Yeah. Not my life. I, th I would say like my minute to minute, hour to hour sort of existence. You like to know where you're going next. Yeah. I just don't jump off a cliff and be like, who cares? And so like curveballs are not... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm trying to think of like a big risk that I have taken that I regretted. I feel like, so the, and I'm asking because in part, like I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, they, they don't, to me, I mean, I've taken, I don't ever really, I'm like you, I don't really take risks. I take like calculated risks yeah. that are like, I've been thinking about, for, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I typically don't just like throw caution to the wind. Um, but I will say that when sometimes you do lean into something that feels unsafe, but it, you know in your heart, like, it's the right thing to do, mm. it feels, like, really good. And I don't have, like, regrets about making those decisions. Um, I do have shopping regrets, though. Oh. Tons of those. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of – I mean, not to bring it too superficial, but, I mean, seriously, like, I – I mean, because I could take this a million places. Like, we could talk about, like, things we regret we've said to people, yeah. ways we regret we've behaved, yeah. things that'll never, you know, those are, the, those are the real regrets I have. And then, like, you start kind of, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a 3 a.m. I'm awake and may never go back to sleep. Yeah. Thought. I, or what about, like, regrets that have kind of changed how you currently behave I can start with mm. a really inane one and I'm remembering it because my cat just uh crawled into my lap but I remember coming home from college and like my childhood cat was at my mom's house and I hadn't seen her in a while and like she did something like really I don't know what the hell she was doing like she was going after something or like just being very loud or annoying or something and I just remember like yelling at her like stop it and yeah. like clapping my hands at her mm -hmm. and I scared her and she like took off like running into another room mm -hmm. like really scared yeah and that's like the last like main memory that I have with that cat Aww. because she died not that long after that because she was old and I was so I mean was to my so old cat scared. you were gonna be like I clapped and said get out of here and, and she, she died. died of a heart attack I'm like <laughs> no Jesus it wasn't that bad but she like didn't last long after that and I was like she was old and I was being mean to her but it's crazy because like I remember that so strongly and feeling so bad about it that like every time my cats are being like you know super annoying I am like way more gentle with them and mm -hmm. careful not to be like too harsh yeah because it just sticks with you and like I just felt so like, like it's what an awful person to yell at an old cat but, well, well, that's how we learn, right? Yeah. You do things and then you feel a certain way. And animals and children are especially ripe for feeling, like, regret yeah. and shame because they are so innocent and kind of, like, helpless. You know what I mean? And so we take out our very, like, present adult functioning, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. on them sometimes in ways we don't mean to. And also forgetting that this will alter their course, which is a huge reason not to go back to last week. I don't want to have kids because right. I just, I feel like I would stay awake every night just being like, what did I imprint on their? Yeah. Like <laughs> I sh really shouldn't have lost my shit today in the kitchen yeah. or, um, I shouldn't have called that person that in front of the kids or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I mean, I think that it's, yeah, but it's a lesson learned from regret. Yeah. I mean, that's true and that's a good thing, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't make it hurt any less that you're like, God, sometimes like you can be a shit person. Do you think you can have like empathy for yourself in that moment? No, like, I think I was just being a dick. Yeah. 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 But you know, I don't want to be like that. So I try not to be. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's just like one small example, but yeah. What about you? Do you have anything that you think kind of makes you check yourself like that I, I behaved in a certain way and then I regretted it and then yeah and um, it like colors what you do now everything constantly <laughs> um 
I'm trying to think of something specific. I feel like I'm constantly learning that. I feel like yeah. that's a constant lesson I'm constantly learning and constantly dealing with because I'm so in my fucking head yeah. that like I'll have interchanges with or and exchanges with people where I will leave feeling a certain way and I will, I'm constantly like mental note, like don't do that again, mm -hmm. which is just like my life. I feel like is a steady stream of like, Hey, maybe don't do that again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I know it's too actually. Yeah. So it's kind of like what, what what's the, the hit of this week? Um, <laughs> what's the greatest hit of this week? And so right now, what am I, what am I dealing with regret right now? Um, well, I just left a job and uh, I I tried to be present as much as I could toward the end. And I think I did a, a decent job, but I got more vulnerable once I realized I was leaving. I started having like really meaningful conversations with people because I tend to be very, very um, purposeful about like, work and personal life are two separate things. Mm -hmm. And so I dropped that because I knew I was leaving and I was like, lesson learned. Mm -hmm. You should, you should have been kind of doing this all along. Like yeah. you're not going to like slide off the deep end and have no boundaries. Like right. you get to like share and disclose and make like dark joke, you know, dark humor jokes. And yeah. which I did with the people I was close to, but there were a lot of people around me that I didn't. And then mm -hmm. once I started to and I, it was just, it made a world of difference in kind of our relationship. That's interesting because I've, uh, I'm trying to be a little bit more open at work because like a lot of my old team members, I was, so normally like in my past, I've been a lot like you were, it was just like, yeah, I'm not going to really disclose a lot about myself at work. I'm just kept really private. But then, yeah, looking back, I do kind of regret that stuff because then when I had a team um, like at my work now, but most of them are gone. But when we had just sort of like this camaraderie where we felt really like we could be ourselves with each other and like, we could be really like weird mm -hmm. and open. And like, um, I had never really had that in a workplace before. Um, but then you build that trust, but then yeah. like the rest of the people at my work, we didn't really have that mm -hmm. with. And now that it's just like, I'm still kind of there. And a lot of my team, those team members are gone. It's like trying to reestablish like, okay, how do I kind of build that back up again? And like right. not keep my, cause it's so like natural for me just to want to keep myself like private and yeah. siloed and yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I do the, I do the same thing. It's, it's kind of a thing too, where, um, I'm, I'm in recovery from feeling like I had to be an open book for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I had like open book syndrome. Like I, everybody can have a part of me. Like there's nothing that I need to share. There's nothing that's like sacred or, mm -hmm. and it wasn't until like I was in my well into my twenties that I realized that, <clears throat> that I'm actually like a really kind of private person mm -hmm. and like, I don't have to give of myself. So I feel like it's, it's always a balancing act with me. Like yeah. trying to figure out like where I'm at between the two worlds. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's, I think that taking risks on people maybe. Oh, the vulnerability, right. Of opening yourself yeah. up and self-disclosing or sharing your humor or just your view of the world. Yeah. I mean, that's. Cause I mean, we've all been burned like so many times by yeah. that, but then also have benefited so many times from the like great things that can come from like forging more intimate relationships. And yeah, you know, uh, I always get confused by people who only have very surface level friendships and like, you yeah. can kind of tell that like all of, yeah. all they do is just sort of like hang and like only talk about very surface level things and they never go any deeper than that. And I yeah. just like, can't imagine being satisfied by that. But like, I understand why people do it and I do it to a certain degree with some people, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's sort of that like, well, there are also like people you can't go there with. That's true. There are people who are just like, for whatever reason, They've whether shut it's, that off. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're shutting it off to you or they're shutting it off to the world. Like there are just certain people like it kind of has to be like a surface level relationship. Yeah. Or, or then, you know, there are people too, where it's like, you only will go surface level because you know that you can't trust them. Yeah. And that's oh. the other thing too. So, I mean, 
And after you, like you were saying, like after you've been burned, yeah. then it's like you're on hyper alert about yeah. like what you disclose to who. Right. And, um, yeah, I, oh, yeah, that's very interesting because my mind just immediately went to like, speaking of regret, like I regret when people like that got in my head yeah. and I behaved in a way that I thought would be pleasing to them. Mm, yeah. I regret that a lot. Like that I acted on like their behalf just because their voice was the loudest voice in my head at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was never saying nice things. It sure as hell wasn't like you can do this or, you know what I mean? Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in terms of people, I do have the most regret in that, in that space. For very many different reasons, you know, whether it be family stuff or friend stuff, I think that, um, I think that I've, again, like been a pretty closed off person, hard to get to know, and that's mm-hmm. for protective reasons. And, um, but I think that sometimes because of that, because it's hard to, like, it's hard for me to let people in and it's hard mm-hmm. for people to get in. I think I've missed out on a lot of people. Mm. Um, and then I think that I got too loyally tied to the people who did worm their way in or who I let in yeah. or, you know, yeah. various things. And, like, just got, like, too invested in, well, this person is investing in me, so that means that I it's should a great relationship yeah. and I should invest back. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and that wasn't always the case, but you know, you just let things like that go because it's, it feels well, so like, like the best or only option or the well, way you're clo- that you're all too relationships close to work. It. Yeah. Relationships are that way. Like when you're sometimes like when you're too close to something, like you cannot see it as it is. Yeah. And it's not until for whatever reason, circumstantially or intentionally, like you take a step back and then like you look at it from afar and then you're able to like make observations like that was kind of toxic or that was a hurtful comment or you know what I mean? And then you can, you can assess it, but when you're in it, it doesn't seem hurtful and it doesn't seem toxic. It just seems like, well, that's this person and I forgive them for who they are because they're so loyal to me and so present in my life or, you know, right. Yeah. And I mean, it's, or fear of, not having them and then what does it look like right right? fear of like starting over and in relationships that's a big one like I feel like a lot of people stay in romantic relationships for that reason it's like well I this is the devil that I know right yeah I mean I think that another (laughs) I also just love the idea of like calling your partner a devil like well this son of a bitch is the devil (laughs) that I know know. he's not the next devil I'm gonna be with (laughs) they're all devils (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I think that, I think to sum it up, I think I spent a long time in relationships that I should, should have let go of way earlier for lots of reasons. Yeah. But I do sort of regret that because it shut me off to getting to know a lot of different people who I saw kind of come and go in the like you know, background of my life, yeah. but I was too focused on, you know, these other relationships that maybe weren't serving me the same as what, you know, could have been served by opening myself up a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's and a I strong mean, one for me. Yeah. I, that one, that one makes sense. And yeah, there are people who are always going to be happy, willing, and able to grease the squeaky wheel. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to be the person who's like, you know what? I'm not going to be that person for you today because somebody else will. Because yeah. you just squeak constantly. Yeah. And yeah. like someone will grease your ass. Yeah, just, yeah. But it ain't me, babe. I'm all like, out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tapped out. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Emotional vampires are the worst. <laughs> um but yeah, I have regrets about that, like spending time, too much time with people that mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time were were having such a like a toxic effect on me and right. my my view of myself. Um, I have family regrets. Mm. Like I feel I'm only I don't I don't regret moving to California from Louisiana, but I do feel that it's not it's akin to regret. It's almost like um I feel like there's part of me there. Mm. And now that my sister is having kids and 
there's like fam- when family stuff goes on and I feel so far away, yeah. I feel this sense of like remorse and regret yeah. and just like, shit, I should be closer. And then I'm like, why did I do this? It was selfish. I yeah. hate feeling that way. And it's fleeting. Those, those don't stick with me for a long time because I know rationally like I had to build a life of my own. Right. I had to. No, that stuff is hard though. I mean, I get it a lot too. And then especially like as we age and our parents age and then, you know, die or, you know, I, I hate, hate, hate being away from my niece and nephew because they're like aging so quickly, aging. Mm -hmm. They're getting like so old so fast, you know, and it's just like time can just get away from you. And especially when you're not like right there to spend like all those moments you you know you're like how am I building real relationships with them like I don't want to just be this like weird aunt that like lives in California that they like used to talk to or sometimes talk to or whatever it's so difficult not to be like you know I see some of our friends who have like more uh involved relationships with their nieces and nephews and like geographically they're like right here closer and they get to spend time with them and like get to take them out and like get to just like learn all their like quirks and Mm -hmm. things you know that's so hard and you know as your niece and nephew get older you're probably gonna keep feeling that I know it's not gonna go anywhere yeah I know and it's and we're having like um there was a lot a very unexpected loss in my family this week and I really really wish I could be there for my sister and like, and just be there. But like, um, so that one's been on my mind lately too. It's, um, and and it's hard in times like that. Cause you want to just get on a plane and be like, how can I help? You know? And I was texting with my sister and I was like, but I also know that like at times like this, people like that sometimes just get in the way. Yeah. And you're like, just like, I don't need another person to think about. Like, I, you know, just be there for me. Right, right. Silently. And, like, yeah, and, like, just knowing that, you know, she has the support. Right, and, like, that she can lot. check in with right. me. You know, anyway. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's a hard one. I mean, proximity, it, it's, it, I mean, I could talk for a really long time about how much I regret, like, the last years of my dad's life and, like, not... Mm putting down my stupid shit and just talking to him or making him talk to me. Like he got mad at me because I wasn't, you know, like doing what he wanted me to do basically. And, and I wasn't being, you know, what he wanted, but he had such a hard time communicating. And even though I knew that about him, I just kind of let him shut me out for like two years. And like before he died, like we just had started talking again, like Mm. after like a really long break of just not, because he had been really hurtful to me and like said some horrible things and you know, all that stuff. And just like letting that stuff pile up instead of just being like, Hey, guess what? Like none of that matters. We could just have a workable relationship and set some of this aside and just talk to each other. Yeah. And like, I very much regret being a person who lets, silence draw out yeah. instead of just saying like no <laughs> but the thing is sometimes you know it can it's not always easy with everyone that's true and sometimes silence is a protective barrier that you've put there for a reason and you know so I I almost lost my dad years ago as you know and yeah. I went through because he was on a ventilator and like, we didn't think like we thought it was the end and I can't even imagine what I will go through when I lose them. But I do remember at that time being like, I should have said this and I should have said that and I should have made time to. And then when he think thankfully like came to and came with it, he was like born again, 500 times over as like a Christian man. And all he wanted to do was kind of proselytize to me. Mm. And all I could think when he was sick was like, I I wish I could have been like, dad, I'm progressive. Like, that's just who I am. And like, and I want you to know that I'm an atheist and yeah. I want you to, and like when he came to, and like, that was the new reality was like me being so happy to see him. And he's just like, God is good. Let's pray together. Mm. And I'm like, so now isn't the time right, then, for right. me to be like, dad, guess what? You know? And it was, Yeah, I mean, it is pretty incredible that, like, things seem so much more possible until 
human, reality until, <laughs> until humans get in the way yeah right, right? like so yeah. yeah again like the idea of all of that and like having those like really great open conversations and stuff what would the reality have looked like right and maybe that's kind of why we keep ourselves from doing it because yeah. we know on some level, I don't know. Maybe I'm like just just justifying right now. I, but yeah, I, don't I don't know. Think it's, that you are. It's weird though because it's like I think that there's I think that there's just lessons that I wish that I would have learned earlier in general. Preach. Like that's like the theme of my life. Preach, sister. <laughs> so yeah, I think that it's 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 easy to kind of look back and be like, I should have done this at that time. And you're like, I didn't have the know-how to do that. Yeah. Like, I was naive. Yeah. I mean, I I used this phrase twice the night with a client. Like, I was like, I, I used it once. And I was like, I hate that phrase. I even said that hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh, yeah. So I prefer to say, like, everything looks, like, better and clearer in the rearview mirror. Right, right, Like, right. when you're, like, looking back, you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that, like, when you're in it and right. through it or it's ahead of you, like, you have no fucking idea. Or that other phrase that I don't love so much either, but youth is wasted on the young. And I feel uh-huh. like it's, that is kind of That's true. That's a good one. But, like, yeah. or even, like, your yesterday's self is like, or your today's self is wasted on yesterday's self or something along those lines. Cause it's not even about youth necessarily. It's about knowledge and experience, which I mean, obviously comes with more age, but I think that, yeah, if I knew yesterday, what I know today about a certain topic or a certain thing, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the difference between like, being an elder and being a youth, but yeah. you know, the general concept, obviously. Um, yeah, it just, it's, it's hard to write yourself with that stuff when you're just sitting in today and going like, well, you have the knowledge, you have the wherewithal and you have the advantage of known history. Yeah. That's like, you too. know how it turned out. Mm. Like when you're there, you have no way of knowing, like you're just doing the best with what you have. Like have you, I, everyone behaved regrettably? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I have a, a weekend that I, I spent with a family member that was rough and it was, it was one of the hardest weekends of my life. And I was callous and I was being very strange and I was And I know why now, Mm. but I didn't know why then. And I felt awful and sick about it. And it wasn't until later that I understood like why I was behaving that way and why I was defensive and why, but, Mm. but now I'm, I'm, I still think about it and I cringe, but I'm trying to make, make peace with it because it's like, I didn't know now what, or I, I I know now what I didn't know then. Yeah. Like I can see clearly like how I felt. I felt threatened. I felt protective. I felt all of those things, but I couldn't name those things in in the moment. I just knew that I felt angry. Right. And that I, you know what I mean? Well, and when you're really close to certain emotions too, like going back to like people regret and relationship regret and stuff, there are a lot of times when like I can look now and be like, I was definitely in the wrong about that. Mm -hmm. But like, we were probably both in the wrong and both not knowing how to like do or talk about things in, yes. in a very healthy and particular, like in, in a good way. But it was like, because there were so many emotions sprinkled in and like when you get kind of like clarity and yeah. and distance from that emotional stuff, it's so much easier to see like, oh, I could definitely have done X, Y, Z. Yes. And I, for a long time, it took a lot of therapy for me to come to this conclusion. I had regrets about long-term relationships that I was in and how I left them. Oh. But then, thank you therapy, I realized I was, I felt like I was the one who solely made the choice to leave Mm. and that I had regrets that I left the person not not that I left them but that I felt guilty oh, and I felt badly like about leaving bad to them exactly and mm-hmm. so for a long time I was like I regret the way that went down yeah but then like when I look back at it and I process it and I'm like that was the only way at the time 
that it could have, Yeah, you know, and, and I did the best I could with what I had, but you know, I, and I think the end of any relationship is fraught and, yeah. you know, it's, I, I think a lot of people have regret around that, the end of things, yeah. you know, like how things ended. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I and mean, sometimes you don't know their ending. That's true. You know, it's like, so you just behave as, as you would. Right. You don't behave as though it's, it's the last time or. Right. No, definitely. I mean, you know, I've had fights with people and, and. Like, that's it. And you're like, wait, I didn't know. I thought we were just having a conversation. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was going to, like... Spiral. End everything. Um, yeah. It's... I mean, people, I guess... I didn't think there was going to be a theme, but people definitely, apparently, are are my, like, regret theme. Um, I know that we have a lot more in terms of, like, what we've done and haven't done. Um, but yeah, I don't know for whatever reason, this is just sticking in my mind right now. Yeah. That, I mean, well, that, that's such a tangible, easy one, not easy, but top of mind. Right. You know, like it's, it's easily accessible. Like it's right. one that's like right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I, there are superficial regrets I had. I mean, I kind of joked earlier, like I have shopping regrets and boy, do I ever. Well, there are just like a thousand little regrets that you have all the time. Like had I done X instead of Y, like what would have happened here? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just, or that thing that, you know, everybody does, but I know that you and I definitely do, um, (laughs) that like running conversations, Oh, over yeah. and over and over and over again yeah. in your brain, and just sure. being like, "What? Like, why did I say that? Why didn't I say that? Yeah, like, and why did I phrase it that way? Why did I and phrase also, it that way? like, when I the moment I chose to get up and go to the bathroom may have seemed like a slight or like right. abandonment or well, I, yeah, we, I'm like second guessing everything all the time. I mean, I'm about to do it right now, but we do it on the podcast a lot, like on the times where we actually like you know listen back we're just like god damn it I like should have asked you a question there or Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have talked over you or I shouldn't have interrupted you or whatever like yeah but we're just learning yeah I mean and we're constantly I mean that's what the podcast that's what our friendship is about I mean to bring it like totally real and present and in the moment like I have regrets about us and our friendship I regret that I, though, appear to be, like, again, that open book thing, Mm. I can be so fucking difficult to penetrate in terms of, like, tell me what you need. Like, I can be withholding, and I can, and, and I, you have been so forthcoming with me about, like, I need you to tell me, like, no, or I'm uncomfortable or fuck off. That doesn't work or whatever. And I'm like, I feel like I do that constantly though. Like, I feel like I'm always like, but it's like, it's just that, that thing, like at the center of it is that, that I'm always doing the regret piece. I'm always doing like, I could have phrased it that way or the whatever. Like, and it's like, I get in my own way of just Mm. being assertive and saying like, this is what I need or you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the lesson I keep, trying to learn and it is very so with some people I'm very easy to be like nope and then like when I'm really close to people I find it so hard to like say what I need and Mm -hmm. I look back at moments where I'm like I regret not only not doing that for myself right but then I regret for people around me because I'm like it would have been easy easier for everyone but in the time like I didn't know you know what I mean yeah no I do I mean I think that yeah I in in an episode before when I was talking about that time that I went off the grid and basically freaked my mother out right yeah like it's times like that where I think it would have just been, like, a really good thing to say, like, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. But, like, I think at some point, or some part of me was just, like, afraid that it wouldn't be, like, allowed. Yeah. So I was just like, I can't. 
even think about like yes. talking to people about it. You know, the biggest lesson I think I need to fucking learn as an adult is that I have to ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. Like, or I, not even ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still learning that one. I feel like I'm constantly just like, who to who? Like, are you comfortable? Am I comfortable? It's like, I don't know if I'm not, then, you know, I'm not. And yeah. that's maybe where it ends. But, um, well, the fucked up part is just that it's because I, at my core, and we're going back to the vulnerability thing, I love, when I love people, I love them and I don't want to lose them. And so then I behave sometimes too cautiously mm. in terms of <clears throat> trying to protect them in ways they don't need to be protected. Yeah. And somewhat ironically, it, that kind of stuff, cause I know that I do it too and I've seen it work in my life, uh, makes you more distant Mm -hmm. and it causes just more, um, space between, I mean, and space is important. I mean, I need a lot of space, but I, I think in terms of just like, uh, the sake of building healthy communication, it kind of starts to stilt that. Yeah. Because when you're not giving yourself the permission yeah to have what you need mm-hmm. it's hard for other people to like give the grace of that because they don't understand it yeah you know yeah it's like i have to yeah and that's something that like i need i need to get better at that's something that you know i need to just i i I need to say no more. And, but I also like, I also need to, it's hard to figure out. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Know. Like where and when and how. Yeah. Cause like how I, I do this a lot too. Cause I, I definitely know that communication is something that I just generally need to work on and have my entire life. But like knowing when is over communicating and knowing when is like under communicating communicating to the point of frustration or when it is like too much emoting for people and when yeah. to like, you know, like the balance of all of that, I still have not figured out. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's a dance and I think like everybody brings their own fucking energy and hangups and, you know, and then you're just, you're trying to navigate your own shit, but then you're also, you know, aware of everybody else and yeah yeah, it's just it's yeah but I think that like you know like we were saying and like I feel like I'm like garbledy gooking right now (laughs) like I feel like I'm just like I'm speaking in such vague terms but I feel like I don't know I feel like this is very difficult to discuss yeah it is it is I, I think that one of the reasons that is so difficult to discuss is what you know you were saying earlier is that it's a constant process. Yeah. And we're not out of it. So, you know, this is the type of thing that we're never really going to have full hindsight on and be able right. to be like, uh, perfect. Yeah. Isn't it just fucked up that there are some lessons we just have to keep relearning? Yeah. Like, we never learn them. And then, like, you'll have moments where you're like, yes, got it. Figured it out. Right. Cured that one. Check. And or then, you like, figure it out for a while. Yeah. And then you forget. Exactly. And you, like, make the same mistake. Yes, that's like, exactly what I'm saying. Ten years later Yes, or exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it's the lesson you keep having to learn. And yeah. it's like, it's just a work in progress. And sometimes yeah. you're going to be really good at it. And sometimes you're not. And you just have to, like, give yourself grace and hope that the people around you do. And if they don't, maybe tell them to fuck off. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, uh, you know getting to the real core and crux of some of this stuff is, is helpful. And that's, you know, what therapy is for (laughs) and why I definitely need to go back into therapy and talk about some of this stuff. But like, just kind of trying to like unpack those like deep things that make you end up still acting in ways that you know, you're going to regret, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's gotten much less the older I get. But it's still there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's become a buzzword, but triggers are a real fucking thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, when you can identify them and you can spot them, you're not always going to be like, guess what, guys? I know what my triggers are. (laughs) I'm cured. You know what I mean? But at least you've got, like, a little bit of a fighting chance some of the time if you can, like, identify them and say, like, 
This is going to be triggering. I know that, you know. Or like, this is the type of thing that makes me act like an asshole. Or like, I act like an asshole when I feel this way and I start doing things that I know that I'm going to regret or that I have regretted in the past or like, yeah, those things that kind of like set that stuff off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be like an excellent um, question in one of those like question stick games we play. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes where it's like all the fun little conversation starters. Yeah. When a fun one would be like, um, when this happens, I know I'm going to act like an asshole. Like. I know my main one. What? Fear of abandonment. (laughs) When that happens, I start being a real dick. (laughs) Let's circle back to me not wanting to say no to anyone. I wonder what that's about. (laughs) Me not wanting to assert myself. Right. Yes. I we we share in that. It's like, you know, this this idea that people are so fleeting and I'm, you know, and then I tell myself, have a little trust. Have a little, you know, but yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, it going is. back to what we started with, like you, you've been burned, and then you you put bridges up and walls and barriers and barricades and yeah, but then hopefully you learn a little bit along the way enough to kind of like avoid the bigger landmines mm-hmm. and just kind of uh, work with the tiny workable explosions. <laughs> yes, no, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. We did it. Oof. That was, I feel like it's just, I mean, honestly, regret's one of those things where like once we started talking about it and I started kind of like, there was like a, a wing of my mind that like opened up and I started like all these memories started flooding back to me and I have therapy tomorrow and I was like, boy, glad that's happening. This is probably why I need therapy tomorrow. Uh, well, yeah, you I feel know, a little I'm, bit like heavy. <laughs> I'm sure. We just had a very heavy discussion. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm biased occupational hazard, but I think everyone should have a therapist. I think so too. I think that if you have the means and the ability, please be in therapy. Yeah. It's really valuable to just have someone who's not, they don't have an interest, uh, in terms of like your choices. They just want to listen to you hear you and then kind of reflect back what they hear in a way that hopefully helps you out. Yeah. It's really valuable. I hear that. So, so. what should we end with? Um, I feel like we should end with something uplifting. I what, know. What ride so are you most excited to ride at oh. Disneyland? <laughs> I have two. Um, the Peter Pan ride. Mm-hmm. Because I heard that they redid it a little bit, so I can't wait to see what the flying over London looks like. And the Winnie the Pooh ride, which is one of my favorite rides of all time, <laughs> it's um, made for small children, and it also makes you feel like you're on drugs in the <laughs> best way possible. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so I can't wait. And then obviously I love Haunted Mansion, but it's closed for their refurbishing. Oh, bummer. It, so yeah, it's not going to be open. Um, it hasn't been open for a while, but... Is there a ride that you're excited about riding? You may think there isn't, but there is. Um, I love any kind of roller coaster. Like, anytime we're going to go on something fun where, like, there's a steep... I I love roller coasters. I love, 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 love roller coasters. Because I get terrified, and I freak out, and it, like, burns off weird, anxious energy, and I love it. Well, then we should go to the California Adventure side. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, But that's okay. Like, we there are some fun ones. I mean, I'm... Thunder Mountain. Will I do can't it for wait me. for Thunder Mountain. I love that ride. And I the know, space one. I know Jamie's not into it. Yeah, the, we when we have Jamie back on the podcast, we need him to tell the the Thunder Mountain saga. Yeah. Um, the Space Mountain one, I'm excited about. Um, but you know what? One of my favorite ones is, and it's just like I know it's stupid. I love the teacups. No teacups for sure. I love that. I get giddy dizzy and start giggling and like I just. But I'm a teacups at night person. I've never done the teacups at night. Because they have the big, beautiful, colorful lanterns over them. And oh. it's so much more magical at night. But we... Okay, well, maybe we'll I need discuss. to do teacups at night. Yeah, okay. Um, thank you for hanging out with us for an hour. Yes. While thanks. we just worked some shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it helped. Question yeah. mark. I don't know. Um, if it didn't, send us your hate mail yeah, at uh, uh, shamepod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or on the socials at shamepod. 
Um, you know, I feel like I'm really going to start updating the Instagram. Yay! Um, I, I meant to do it today regarding child free. Maybe I'll do that while we're on the train. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, other than that, we will see you See next you next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.